Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 69. Catherine and I, this is our first episode back after our spring break cruise. So forgive us if we're a little bit... um, Scatterbrained. Scatterbrained. Scared to go to work tomorrow. Sleepy. (laughs) All of the above. But thank you guys so much for your support on last week's episodes. Of course, on Monday, we had John from Big Fat Panda, really fun interview. And on Thursday, we had Amanda, one of our favorite people in the world, from Five Little Elephants, an Etsy shop. So thank you guys for supporting that. While we were not able to promote it as much on our end since we were on a boat, but now we're back. And before we jump into our really fun interview with a company that Catherine has a fun connection with, she's one of their biggest fans, we want to do our past guest spotlight. And today we're celebrating a milestone. Victoria, you may remember her from episode number 38. She runs the YouTube account Disney in Detail. Really fun interview we had with her back then, learning all about how much time and effort goes into putting together YouTube videos. I do not envy those people at all. But she just hit 18,000 subscribers on YouTube. Such a huge accomplishment. We are not surprised by that at all because they're the videos that we watch on a regular basis. So we love that. So excited. We know that there's so many more milestones to come. So Catherine, you want to go ahead and introduce our guest? Yes. So like Brendan said, me especially, I'm super excited for today's episode. Um, We are interviewing Britt and Leo, the fabulous duo behind Main Street Press. So I'll just go ahead and turn it over to you guys if you want to introduce yourself for our listeners. Hi, everyone. I'm Britt. I'm Leo. (laughs) And we run the Main Street Press. (laughs) Uh, For those that don't know, Main Street Press is an online apparel store uh, where we do sell Disney-inspired clothing and accessories. Yeah, and I have to say, so Brendan kind of mentioned it, but I am like a huge fan of all of your shirts, really. Thank you. But specifically, when we first went to Toy Story Land, you know, I was super hyped for Toy Story Land, and when I found your hot dog shirt, I mean, I had to have it, and I was probably way too excited to wear that shirt than I should have been, but it was just perfect. (laughs) Love those. We actually wore them. We were matching ones yeah, we were together matching on the opening day of uh, Toy Story Land. So Ooh. it's a fun design. <laughs> we were actually in Orlando that day that it opened, but we were oh, using man. cast member guest passes and we were blocked out from Hollywood Studios. So oh, uh, yeah, we were there in spirit. Their mom on Instagram was there that day. Like It was packed. Yeah. It was like Instagram showed up in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember ordering that shirt. We were laying in bed at like 1130 at night. Yeah, I just like came across it and I was like, I have to have it. Get your credit card. <laughs> I had two cards. You know, like the, yeah. the Toy Story was crazy because everyone was like a lot of different uh, shops were coming up with shirts. And, you know, we try not to, to use characters and stuff. And remember we watched, we did like a marathon. We watched all the Toy Stories again, like back to back. It was snowing in Connecticut at the time. Yeah. And we were just sketching and watching movies, sketching and watching movies. So we kind of settled on those three. So we, we, it was a fun process. That was cool. Yeah. That's good to get the, get the behind the scenes. So I think maybe the first thing we'll start it out with before we head into stuff about the shop is what are both of your individual Disney stories? Kind of how did you develop this love and passion for Disney and how has that evolved over time? Well, um, I grew up, 
about an hour and a half south of Disney World. So um, my family was big into going to Disney. So I grew up as a back then we were it was called a seasonal pass. Um, I guess today that's a silver pass, but we were seasonal pass holders growing up. So we would go to the parks maybe two to three times a year um, for, you know, a weekend trip. So it was always a huge part of my life growing up, watching the movies, um, going to the parks and all of that. Um, Leo's story. Mm. Yeah, mine is a, a little different. Like, yeah, a little <laughs> different. So we only went to Disney World once when I was a kid. And so, and it was like, it was not the typical experience. Like, it was just very, like, abbreviated, really fast. It's like everything we tell people not to do now, like, when we're recommending things for Disney, like, there was zero, like, not a lot of planning or anything. We were waiting in line all day for stuff. And, you know, I couldn't get churros because there was like three of us. And like, it was just like a bait of the butt. So like anytime my wife was like, we're going to go to Disney, I would get triggered and get like PTSD and not want to go. <laughs> but then after we got married, um, you know, I'll never forget it because I was that guy that would wear like a like an anti Disney kind of shirt, like Mickey Rat. Oh yeah, or he had the shirt that said Mickey Rat, <laughs> and he would always wear that when we when we were dating and we went to the theme park. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I was not big on Disney, and then my wife was like, "Hey, no, let me plan out a weekend, and we're just gonna go and we're gonna stay at a Disney hotel, which I had never done before, and like we're we're gonna do the whole experience." And she laid out the whole day, like midday, we missed like the hottest part of the day. We were hanging out in the pool, in the hot tub, get dressed, you know, back at the hotel room, take a shower, head back to the parks late in the evening. And it was just such a great experience that I, I was just hooked, like everything. I mean, I love the movies, obviously, growing up, like, you know, obviously Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, all that stuff. But as far as the parks are concerned, she really brought me around in that direction just because I, I just didn't have the right experience like when I was growing up. So that's kind of how I got hooked on it as an adult. I feel like for anybody who's converted maybe as an adult, there's always that one person who like showed them the ropes and like the right way to do Disney. Yeah. Yes. There is a definitely a right way and a wrong way to do Disney. <laughs> For sure. You know, it's crazy. Like we, we talked to so many people, like a lot of friends and stuff. And they're like, yeah, we just did a last minute trip. And like, we didnn't book any fast passes. It was Disney. terrible. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> we're never going worst. back. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, of course. Like I wouldn't go back happened. either. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so yeah, that, that's how I came around. <clears throat> how long has it been since she converted you? Oh man, it was, we've been married um, seven years now. Yeah, so. we are married seven years. Um, we got married in 2011, so maybe, what, like, 08 was our first Disney trip together. Our very first time at Disney together was actually to Disney's Fort Wilderness Campgrounds. Mm, we mm, did a, mm. that's where my family stayed a lot, because even though we were pass holders, my parents still tried to be, you know, budget and be economical. So a lot of times we camped, um, or we stayed at the All Stars resorts. So our first trip was actually camping. Yeah, uh, yeah. I started there. Like I was like, oh man, this is cool. Like I, I think that was in two thousand eight. Yeah, like oh eight. Yeah, so, so like eleven years there. now. It's been yeah. Yeah. Hooked. Wow. Well, we're all lucky that that happened because I guess then Main Street Press became the. They are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what came out of it. So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So kind of walk us through how Main Street Press did begin and what initial conversations had to take place, you know, in making that very first design. 
So Main Street Press was was never really a thing. It was originally Britney, like I was kind of documenting Britney's passion for Disney, you know. And uh, so we were doing something called Take Me to Disney, which is like a website. So we had we had uh, gotten TakeMeToDisney.com and all this stuff. And so basically I was just like filming Brit going around to the parks and like eating food and like talking about the different summer you know, the frozen summer fun and all that different stuff. So it was just like, it was a blog. Right. We yeah. Doing. Just a personal blog. And then, um, we were really big fans of, um, you know, happily ever teas and, um, a cake worthy. We didn't know it was cake worthy at the time, but we like, we knew that there was some really cool Disney shirts that weren't like typical, like go to the gift shop and find this kind of shirt. They were kind of off the beaten path kind of thing. And so, we were just kind of playing around and, and she was buying all these shirts uh, from different people. And just as a joke, I was like, Oh man, I, I could probably do this, you know? And uh, <laughs> stop spending money. I can make these shirts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but I've always kind of, I've always been artistic. I've always liked, you know, I'm really passionate about creating and stuff. So I just kind of took it as a challenge and yeah, that's, that's kind of how main kind of started as a little hobby turned into full-time job yeah pretty much yeah but that whole process sounds like it was really easy and simple but it was like <laughs> a, a lot, lot yeah a lot of a lot tears of a lot of tears man <laughs> I, I can imagine so so i know you guys have shared a little bit about that you started on etsy and i think that's a great platform for anybody just getting started out because it is so accessible and kind of they provide a lot of traffic for you that you maybe otherwise wouldn't get then fast forward into when you decided to buy your own domain at themainstreetpress.com. What was the factors that that led you to go that route? Um, definitely when we started picking up speed, um, maybe in the first, maybe what, six months, I guess. We opened in February of 2016. And I think within those first six months, we saw like really rapid growth and people were really liking the designs we were putting out. Um, so it really just became like a cost volume type of thing. Um, mm -hmm. The fees we were paying at sea, um, it worked out to be a little cheaper, uh, launching our own website and kind of having a little more freedom um, on what we can can offer yeah also like etsy holds your customer information almost like ransom like you're not allowed to collect emails and stuff and uh, like every platform right if you listen to other people that are about e-commerce and like sales online and stuff they're always telling you listen these platforms own you know the, the followers they own the people that you're amassing on there so we from a very early stage we felt like it was very important for us to be able to collect and gather the information of the people that we do business with like they they came to us uh, because they're interested in what we do so we should be able to have access to contact them and we're super thankful that we did that because um, it didn't seem that important at the time but as you guys all know like Instagram changed things around Facebook changed things around where even though you have tons of followers it's hard to reach them so being able to reach them via email was super important so I, I'd say that was the motivating factor yeah, that for was us. a big reason yeah. for moving mm -hmm. and I love that you mentioned like how social media is definitely a tool that can be used to help reach new people. How do you guys use social media, especially Instagram, to help grow your brand and your business? Um, yeah, we definitely take advantage of uh, the Instagram platform. Um, 
not only to obviously market products, but also to show the process. Mm-hmm. Um, we were kind of surprised at the interest people had in wanting to see how um, we make the shirts and the whole process behind that. Um, so just a lot of behind the scenes, showing everyone how we make the products. Also, when we um, go to Disney now, we like to share on our social media feeds our trips and continue you know, showing those tips and tricks um, like I used to do with my blog originally, um, still on our platforms today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess for for us, we've always just been trying to find something that's not being offered at the time, you know. So, like when we first started making shirts and stuff, there was only a handful of people doing that. Um, we were like, man, there's so many people uh, at the parks every single day. We we just can't compete as far as offering that kind of content. Um, because we're just not there every single day. But we did find that people are really into seeing how these products are made. It's Disney related. And so they're into that. So for us, using that tool to kind of show people the value behind what they're purchasing, um, knowing that it's not just some random t-shirt getting popped out at a factory, but it's literally Brittany and myself printing, folding, mailing each and every um, piece kind of has helped us to grow what we're doing. Yeah, certainly. And I think, you know, from my perspective, something that you guys have really capitalized on is building a community around your brand. I think for one, sharing people who are wearing your products and enjoying the designs that you've been able to make, but also injecting yourselves into the brand and sharing some more about yourselves and, and sharing, you know, you I know you just posted about you guys uh, doing the Run Disney event a couple weekends ago yeah. and things like that. So I think that that's really a great lesson for anybody trying to balance that between trying to market your products, but also building a community and building a brand that people know and trust. And there's, I think there's so many people that do that. I mean, way better than us. We're, we're still learning as we go, like, you know, with all things. Uh, but I think early on you, you have to kind of figure out which route you're going to go. Um, so many, we, we know a lot of people that, Right off the bat, they said, hey, we, we want to go the corporate route. We don't want to attach or tie a personal person or, or a personal entity behind this. And they've completely gone that direction. And it's worked, right? And for us, we said, well, I think we need to kind of go down a personal route because it's what people expect from us. Usually, Main Street Press, they think Britain Leo. So we, uh, we've, we've kept that kind of theme going, and it, it's worked out pretty good. Yeah, mixing ourselves in amongst the customer photos because we we really get excited when we see still to this day yeah. you know, when we see people tagging us in photos or emailing us photos so we definitely love to share those like you said to make it that community feel like when when our customers see other customers in the parks wearing the shirts you know they feel that kind of like main street press family um community we've asked some of our last or some of our former apparel companies that we've had on here um, and I know like Foolish Mortal Supply had a really great story and Walt's wardrobe. So I'm interested to ask you guys, is there any kind of memory attached to the first time that you saw a complete stranger wearing one of your designs in the parks? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's the first person you saw? You know exactly who it is. Bro, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I to remember. Um, yes, we remember that quite well. Um, we had just launched, I guess, one or two designs and we were down at the parks and we were walking by this girl wearing our people mover shirt and she was on, you know, headed toward Tomorrowland like she was going toward the people mover. Let me pause you for one second because I still didn't know all the Instagram or people's names. Like I was still (laughs) 
Yeah. I was still getting to know everybody. And so. this was still kind of early on, so it yeah. wasn't like as big as it is now. Um, but because I had that, you know, former interest in following some of the earlier um, Disney inspired stores, um, Brooke from Bippity Boppity Brooke, she makes some um, custom mouse ears. Mm-hmm. You know, she was something that I loved. I love following her Disney trips and her ears and all that. So it was actually her on her way to the people mover wearing our people mover shirt and literally maybe like an hour, you know, we stopped and said hi to her and and all that. That's the first time we met in person and maybe what, like an hour or two Mm -hmm. later, we were back in our hotel room and she posted a photo in, in our shirt and like our phones just like exploded. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. That was like, that was a lucky, lucky kind of situation. Cause I was just like, Oh, it's, Sparkly Nicole or something. I didn't know the name. And she's like, no, it's Brooke. And I know we had like, she had told me we had made a shirt for her. She's like, oh, this is Brooke because she recognized the name and we had sent it. And, but the odds of us running into her was like hilarious. And so that, that was the first time we ever saw anyone wearing our shirt. Yeah. You always get nervous if people are going to like your design. So when you see people actually buying them and then actually wearing them, it just, you know, it gets you really, really excited. So that was kind of our our first our first person we saw in our shirt and ended up um you know she had such a big following that we were new to the game and it just kind of blew up from there yeah i like i always mention it i think i kind of like creep her out when i say it all the time because i'm like you don't know how much you meant to us that you posted it and stuff i say it all the time but i mean it was huge it was it was a big deal for us so yeah that kind of that kind of put us in the middle of, of everything so it's been it was definitely a blessing. It was cool. Yeah, I think that is such a fun story. And it even kind of goes back to that community that we were talking about because I think the bigger community that we're all part of is this Disney community. And I love that she, you know, probably just loved the shirt and just wanted to show it off, but it helped you guys out. And now you have this great connection. And I think that's just so fun. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was super cool. Yeah, we're, we're definitely thankful for that. And, uh, and like you said, like through this business, we've gotten to meet so many awesome people, mm-hmm. um, who share the same passion, you know, for Disney and for creating products. And, you know, it's just been a really awesome experience all around getting to make friendships with so many people that you, you know, share that common interest with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about as good of a first kind of a, a first interaction for someone wearing your shirts that you can possibly yeah. hope for, I feel like. So that, sure. that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> so something that you guys share on your website, and I was actually not aware of this before we started researching for the interview, is that you guys are actually more than an apparel company at this point. So you have your own printing studio and then where you partner with outside organizations and charities and things like that to help them with their printing needs. Kind of how did you fall into that business as as another arm of Main Street Press? Well, um, that started maybe what, last year, mm-hmm. right? Maybe like mid summertime last year. Yeah, like summer last year, yeah. Um, like you said, we have we have our own printing studio, we print our own shirts, we have the printing press, all the equipment we do, um, everything in house. So we just kind of came to the realization that if, you know, if the press isn't moving or spinning, you know, we're not making money. So why not offer our services? We've learned so much and people 
constantly would DM us, um, email us, asking us if we did do custom work, if we did do outside work, and we would say no. And we just finally were like, well, why not? Why not offer those services and, and expand, you know, this business? So, um, yeah, we started marketing um, to local companies, schools, um, organizations, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, some of the stuff kind of came in originally just as like uh, just kind of, hey, do you think you can help out with this? And we'd run off a couple here and there. But we just started realizing, well, the other thing, too, is we print our own designs and and that's fun. It's kind of like printing the same thing over and over again. And I kind of like a challenge on on design work. I like a challenge like problem solving. And a lot of the times you get people bring you artwork that's like, you know, not the best or how are you going to print this? How are you going to figure it out? Like what I was doing on our story today, trying to figure out how can I make two colors out of one, you know, stuff like that. And so opening up and working with other people has kind of allowed us that opportunity to really just put the skills that we've learned uh, to use because, you know, a lot of print shops don't deal with the public, like the customer, the end base, right? The, the person that you're retailing to. A lot of print shops print to print for a brand and then they, they don't know what happens to the T-shirt after that. If there's an issue with the T-shirt, well, then they'll never they won't hear from that brand again to print for them. But for us we're printing shirts that are going directly into a customer's hand. So the quality has to be retail quality every, every time. So it's made us kind of up our skill set and up the ante. So people are really impressed with that. They're like, man, this is like retail quality stuff. You know, we're really impressed with that. So we figured that that was a nice value to add um, for our customers that we have that experience. So that's been pretty cool. Yeah, I love that. And I love that it's not something that was forced in any way, that it happened organically. You fell into it and you realized that you had something to offer. And I think that's kind of a great lesson for anybody that you you have your original business plan and you never know what doors or what different avenues that it will be able to take you down. That's so nice of you to say we had a business plan. It makes it sound efficient. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we sound smart. We fancy. I mean, the business plan could just be fly by the seat of your pants, but it's still a plan, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, awesome. I thank you guys so much for sharing all that information. I know that our listeners are so interested in kind of those origin stories, and I think there's so many lessons to be learned for anybody who's looking to get into that apparel space uh, or really any kind of Disney-based business. But the next thing that we'll jump into is our lightning round. So we'll just kind of throw out these Disney topics. And if you guys can just kind of share the first thing that comes to your mind, our listeners can get to know your Disney fandom a little bit better. Mm. Okay, let's do it. So the first one, which Disney parks have you visited? Uh, we visited um, all the Disney parks, I guess, in the USA. Um, so Disneyland, the Disney California Adventure, and then of course all the all the ones here in Florida. Um, have not done any overseas yet. Nope, working on that though. Hopefully. <laughs> of the ones that you have been to, which individual park is your favorite, and why? Mm. Mm, I think mine, um, Magic Kingdom. It just has that childhood nostalgia. Just brings back so many memories um being there with my family and my sisters growing up and then you know leo and i's memories there today a lot of the rides too are you know from our childhood movies so it just brings back a lot of good feels for me yeah animal kingdom for me um that's like hands down my favorite part just the theming everything how it's all done the details the design um and the hippos yeah and the hippos. <laughs> 
Love the hippos. Yeah, it's, it's definitely my favorite part for sure. What was the baby hippo's name from last year? Shoot, you're gonna make a- me Google. Augustus. Is that what it was? <laughs> I think I it think was Augustus. Augustus. Yeah. Augustus. Baby Augustus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that made me fall in love with the hippos. <laughs> I feel like we never get to see them though. We never have very good luck actually seeing well, them. Someone who who works in the Wild Africa Trek. And she's always posting pictures of Augustus, and I get so mad because I never get a chance to see him. <laughs> He's adorable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the next one would be your Disney bucket list trip. Mm. Um, I think for me, Tokyo Disney. Yeah. Tokyo Disney Sea. Yeah. I really want to see that park. Um, so hopefully that'll, that'll probably be the one that we make plans to go to first overseas. Uh, what about you? Yeah, no, that's definitely mine too. Uh, since we've been doing MSP, like I've gotten really into just manufacturing and product design and everything. And everything that comes back from Tokyo is just to die for. And especially we'll be in the parks. You see like these little Japanese girls wearing like the coolest stuff and we stop them. Where'd you get this? Tokyo. Always from Tokyo. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to go there and just kind of see what wave they're on because they're on some other stuff. With an empty suitcase. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I bet you'll come back with all sorts of really cool designs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for, sure. for sure. Lots of inspiration. Uh-huh. I feel like it's such a testament to Tokyo that for a while everybody was on the Shanghai kick when it first opened up. And now it seems like all of the Disney fans have like migrated back to Tokyo and that's the one on the top of everybody's list instead of Shanghai. I feel like it's because of the products, man. I'm not going to lie. Like Shanghai is cool. Their merch game is ridiculous, man. And like all the blogger girls see it and they want it and then they all just go there. I mean, the Shanghai castle is amazing, but yeah, but no, Tokyo is where it's at. Especially with their, the new lands that they're um, creating. Mm hmm. It's going to be something else. Yep. I want to be first in line for the Peter Pan area. So yes. that's our goal. Crazy. Yeah. They're doing the Lagoon and stuff, right? Neverland. No, they already um, had a Lagoon. I'm sorry. I they're think doing they're doing Neverland Pan. and um, they're doing like a Tangled inspired. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah um, Frozen, Frozen, I think, too. Yeah, I think Frozen. Yeah. Man, they're killing it. So next one would be your favorite Disney resort. It doesn't necessarily have to be one that you've stayed at. Um, I think, um, I don't know. I think maybe the beach club. Um, I love that it's within walking distance to Epcot and the pool is just awesome. Hmm. Um, what about you? This one's tough because I haven't stayed there, but I know it's my favorite. You did stay there. Oh, wait. No, the one that I like that's my uh, favorite. I want to stay there. I haven't stayed there. The Polly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't stayed. In That's just, on our bucket list. Yeah, we have, but I, of the ones we stayed at so far, the contemporary was pretty cool. Like that yeah, was, that was actually. Um, I thought we it was actually surprisingly like, really liked staying there. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like funky, like old, you know. <laughs> yeah, but it was really nice. It was, it was really pretty nice. nice yeah. <laughs> was it in the contemporary or Bay Lake Tower? It was in the contemporary in the main yeah, building there. It was gotcha. nice. Yeah, the room was nice. And was, we had a room that looked out at the Bay Lake. Because um, you could just walk right to the park. Yeah. Yeah. I think any resort that you can just walk to a park is awesome. Yeah, for sure. So the next one, if you could only fast pass one ride for the rest mm. of your life, which one would it be? Mm. Um oh, probably my favorite ride is just always that I always have a really good time on. Um 
is Tower of Terror. So I would say Tower of Terror. Mm. Although Leprendor Fast Pass is really hard to get. <laughs> I feel like we're going to pass, pass there for the rest no, of the but, you know, No, but the Tower of Terror changes all, like, all the time. It's just fun, yeah. yeah. No, Tower of Terror for sure. I think that's a good choice because the fast pass doesn't make you miss any of the queue. Because that's one of the things, like, I wouldn't want to ha- fast pass Haunted Mansion because you miss some of the good part of the queue. That's true. Yeah, yeah that's true. Sometimes the fast pass takes the fun out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, Tower of Terror, you still get the full effect of, like, everything. Yeah. That ride is awesome. It still scares the living lights. Yeah, it's still scary. <laughs> That's my choice. Dude, I am like a full-grown man, and I scream every time I'm on that ride. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think everybody does. Yeah, that just means you're having a good time. Oh, yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> so next one would be, which ride do you think is due for an exit or a refurbishment from the parks? Ooh, this one could be spicy. This could be controversial. Know. Could be controversial. <laughs> you go first. Oh, you don't think you want <laughs> you to be controversial. You're good. <laughs> Okay, I'll be the spicy one. I'll be the spicy nugget. You'll be the regular nugget. Okay. Okay, Carousel of Progress. Ooh. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Them are fighting words. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not attached to it. I got to be honest with you. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not. (laughs) Okay. Um, For me... I think mine is already gone. I was thinking um, Stitch's Great Escape, but that's already gone, isn't it? That's shut down. Yeah, I think it's oh, yeah, gone. And that needed it. That <laughs> it was just awful. Hasn't been, hasn't been replaced yet. Bring back Alien Imagineers. Come on. Mm-hmm. That ride was like frightening. Yeah, talk about, talk about screaming <laughs> as a grown man. That's what the <laughs> Alien Encounter is. That ride was, yeah. The kids today need to go through Alien, I feel like. <laughs> it's like a rite of passage. Through Disney. So um, which one is it? Which one's got to go? Yeah, Stitch's Great Escape's got to go. It's already like, gone. It needs said. to be replaced. Okay, I got to pick something else uh, that's not shut down. Um, Come on. Uh, <laughs> Jungle Cruise. Should I be controversial? Jungle Cruise? No way. <laughs> <laughs> um. I guess I would have to say the Carousel Progress too. What we else? never ride. We never ride that what ride. Saying, what else is and there? The carpet. You guys the carpet's like really musty smelling in there. Yeah. Oh, what else is there? Like we're not getting rid of Country Bears. Oh, you know what? The Hall of Presidents. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good one. We I, haven't heard that one. No, because nobody even thinks of it. Yeah, no one goes there. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's a good one. Yeah. Add that to the list. You know what? I'm, I'll change my answer. To the Hall of Presidents. We're both to not be spicy. doubling down. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not spicy. Regular, regular nugget. Regular we're going to say yep, yep. Hall of Presidents. Let's just make a note. We'll make sure we don't edit out any of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We like a little controversy. Yeah. It's healthy. <laughs> it's healthy. So this one's our favorite question. What is your favorite snack or your go-to snack? Mm. Ooh, I love the cream cheese pretzel. Mm-hmm. Always and forever. Um, very upset when I got taken from Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Um, because I would always grab it and then sneak it on the people mover. <laughs> <laughs> they brought it back though. It's, but it's in it's in Hollywood Studios now, yeah. Yeah. So I have to get it there. It's right outside of Rock and Roller Coaster, if mm-hmm. you don't know. Now you know. Yeah. My favorite snack would it's a tie. 
between the uh, corn dog nuggets from uh, Casey's Corner. It's like one of my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite. And then um, also the what's that chicken waffle thing at the oh Sleepy Hollow? Sleepy Hollow yeah. What's it called? This, it's like a sweet and spicy chicken waffle. Oh, so mm. good. Had that? That's really good. We have not we have had not. it, but Catherine was waving her hands in the air Praise whenever you hands said corn, for dog, corn dog nuggets. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. big corn dog nugget fan. That's a classic. <laughs> we're actually we're like working on some like Casey's Corner corn dog nugget merch. So. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> first, we'll be buying that. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> wow. Man, yeah, it's yes. hard to call a corn dog nugget guy. Like, it's hard to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do like, not envy that de- design process. Corn dog nugget. We, you know? yeah, this creative process has been a little challenging. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I'm so excited. Catherine's gonna buy like multiple so that she can wear multiple days. In the yeah. Place. You're a Casey's Corner fan. You like Casey's Corner? <laughs> oh, for sure. Yes. Are you a hot dogger or a corn dog nuggeter? Oh no, corn dog nuggets all the way. With the cheese sauce. With the cheese sauce. I was distraught when they took away the cheese sauce for a little bit. I've never done the cheese sauce. I'm just a plain Jane ketchup. Yeah, ketchup with dog nuggets. So good. But they have so many hot dogs on the menu. Yeah. (laughs) When we were doing research for the design, I was like. But have you ever really seen, I haven't ever eaten myself or seen someone eat the hot, I always see them getting corn dog nuggets. there's like six hot dogs. But how many times, can you remember someone physically eating a hot dog? (laughs) (laughs) Sell them, but have you seen somebody eat one? I know. I don't know. I I don't think so. I know. And I've never had one from there. I've never read it. See, bro? I never have. It's kind of weird. Listen, I'm on to something. (laughs) It's a facade. <laughs> so next question sticking with food your favorite table service restaurant and favorite quick service restaurant we're the same, oh, i think we have the same yeah yeah we're such foodies you got, you got, you got. um table service i would have to say boma yep yes uh, we are all about that boma coma mm-hmm. breakfast lunch dinner it's like it's all good yeah. <laughs> it's all, good. all of the boma is delicious it's like if you want that adult food if you know if you don't want like the theme park food it's such like the flavors are amazing the drinks are amazing it's at animal kingdom lodge so you can see animals and mm-hmm. it's just such a good experience every time we go yeah i agree next what about quick service we oh quick service um quick service i would have to say um sleepy hollow for me mm. i was thinking that with the sweet and spicy um, chicken sandwich. I usually get that as like a snack or lunchtime snack. I'm actually kind of vibing on the Yak and Yeti's quick service. Uh, yeah, the outside one. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. You can get the little pint of fried rice. Yeah, it's like five a, bucks. It's a great snack. We split that together all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, super filling. And really yeah, good. and they have they have all this stuff there too. But that's, yeah, that one's, I like that. One. Yak and Yeti. Okay. So based on these answers, if we're ever in the parks at the same time as you guys, you may not want to hang out with us, but you're going to be forced to because we're going to be at all the same restaurants and all the same <laughs> snack carts. We'd love to dine with you guys. <laughs> so the next one, what is your favorite character meet and greet moment? Um, I think, okay. We um, have done breakfast a few times at Tusker House inside Animal Kingdom, mm. and whenever Daisy comes so to the table, sassy. 
<laughs> it is like a production. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> she does her spins and her twirls and just all the sass comes out. I think she always makes it a really fun time. Yeah. Um, and whenever I see her in the parks too, it's like the same, the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my recent favorite character meeting grades, I'll give it a little plug, is the Trattoria Al Forno breakfast. Oh, yeah. Um, on the boardwalk. Uh, if you're into the princesses, they have Rapunzel there and Ariel and the princess. And it's a really, really good, um, really great food. And um, the meet and greet is like really personal. They spend a good amount of time at your table. Yeah, so. they do. A little plug. Yeah. Great choices. Mm-hmm. Are yours the same, Leo? Yeah. No, that's pretty solid. Yeah, I agree. Daisy? Yeah, Daisy's just hilarious. Well, you love Donald. Yeah, no, but Daisy's just over the top. She's fun to me. <laughs> She's just over the top. Yeah. yeah. And if you start egging her on, she just goes all out. It's hilarious. She, sometimes she makes me dizzy. She, like, spins so much time. Yeah, she's always down to strike a pose for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. too funny. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I like her a lot. So next one would sometimes a doozy for some people, but your favorite Disney movie. Oh, that's easy for me. Okay, you go first then. Aladdin. Yeah, Aladdin's my favorite. So, um Huh? What's the what's the thought process? Are you excited for live action or apprehensive or what? You know, it's kind of like the first love thing. You know, Robin Williams is just he is the genie, and I think anybody you put in after that is going to be just it's going to be good. But you have that first. Will Smith is always a solid. He's actor, good. Though. He's good. I don't think it's going to be bad. It's just not Robin Williams. I think right? it's just hard um, these days because all of us who grew up with these movies to like compare hair but i just feel like we have to just look at it as it's a separate yeah no it's like the kids need that that whole experience and stuff but it's not the same you know yeah yeah i'm excited for it yeah what do you how do you guys feel um i'm not as excited about aladdin as i am like the lion king the Lion King yes. live action, I think, is going to be awesome. But Yeah, I was going to say, I only think about The Lion King, so I haven't even stopped to think about Aladdin. Yeah. What has you so excited about that? Because there hasn't really been any footage. or no- Oh, there was some footage. There's been a, yeah, there's been a trailer. Yeah, there was, yeah, there was a trailer. Yeah, But what, what's gotten uh, you more stoked about that? Is it the people they casted? Is it the fact that there's no humans? So you don't- <laughs> <laughs> I think definitely the casting. Yeah. I'm very excited about that. But also, I'm just kind of biased because Lion King was always my favorite movie. It was tied yeah. for me, like, growing up. Yeah, I'd say for me, um, of the old school movies, definitely, like, Lion King, um, the first Toy Story. Mm-hmm. There's just so many good ones growing up. Um, I was always a big um, Ariel fan growing up, too, so Little Mermaid was always on repeat. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the the classic. So which one is it? <laughs> oh, I have to pick. I hate picking. Um, yeah, I would say um, Little Mermaid was my favorite. Little Mermaid. Growing up, yeah. Speaking of live action, we saw a post the other day that said something about like Zendaya being Ariel's voice. How would you feel about that? What? Ooh. <laughs> Come on, really? You're joking, right? We saw that on Instagram. Now, Instagram might not be like totally factual, but we were taken aback by it. Well, not only her voice, like she was playing Ariel. Yeah. Yeah. This is how, like, you know, you're getting old. When I'm just like, who do you think they should get, like, for Ariel's voice? Ariana Grande. That's (laughs) did I say that? I might have said that. Yeah, that was really good choice. I think, yeah. 
Wow. Team Ariana for, for the one mermaid uh, action. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah, that's pretty good. At least she can sing. I, I just don't feel like Zendaya's like a amazing, prolific Solid, voice. Solid, yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, it's kind of how I felt about Belle in Beauty and the Beast. Uh, what was it, Emma? The Emma, live action. What was her name, Emma? Um, Watson. Watson. Yeah. That was horrible. It was so bad. The auto-tune throughout the whole thing just destroyed that movie for me. And these did... You can go two routes, right? You can either go an unknown voice that's just amazing, which, you know, Disney has done that before. Or if you're going to get a known voice, get me someone that can actually sing. And Ariana Grande is like one of the few people right now that can actually sing really well. Yeah, uh-huh. I could get behind that. Uh, but her voice is too deep for Ariel. <laughs> that's true. But she can sing, though. Man, she can sing. So the next one, sticking with songs, I guess, what is your favorite Disney song? Mm. Um, okay. Uh, my favorite Disney song, I think, does come from Aladdin. Which one is um, it? Friendly like Me? Yeah, Friendly like Me. That's mine, too. Whenever they play that at, yeah. at Happily Ever Now, it's just, I love it. Yeah. I love that whole scene. It's so happy. Well, it's between that and Prince Ali. Mm. Mm. That's a I good love one that too. one too because I like doing all the. He's got the monkeys. He's got the. Yeah, monkeys. there's like so much stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so much going on those in two. those songs. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, those songs are great. The you know the production on those. I'm, I'm a music guy, and like the production on those songs, the genius of Robin Williams was in the recording of those songs because it's one guy voicing all of that stuff. You know, like mm. it's ridiculous just to hear how he does it, and so much of it sounded like it was recorded like in one. Uh-huh. He's going back and forth between these characters, these accents, different ranges, singing like this and singing like this. It's incredible. Yeah. So that to me really as a kid, just like you want to talk about imagination and, and you know, thinking about what you can do. Like, man, Robin Williams took you there. He uh-huh. took you all over the place. And it was one guy. So that to me really, I mean, I got goosebumps just talking about it. I want to go listen to it now. It's so good. I know. That's how I feel. I have a, like a newfound appreciation for it right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. Like if you break it down and listen to it, it's just, it's nuts. And, and think about this, right? Robin Williams was a comedian. Like he's not even a singer and it's good singing. It's yeah. really good singing. Uh-huh. It's incredible. Yeah. Hands that's down. A, that's that's my a favorite. perfect cast. Yeah. Yeah. We've got to watch Aladdin tonight. For yeah. sure. <laughs> Movie night. So next one would be your favorite Disney quote, either from Walt or from any of the movies. Um, I always loved the Walt's quote that was, I always forget the order he says it in, but it was like dream, think, believe, dare, or dream, dare, believe, think. Um, just because it's just such a inspiration, um, you know, everything that we do in life, you kind of follow those steps. You know what I mean? You're dreaming an idea, something that you want to do. Um, and then you have to take those steps. You know, you're believing in yourself. You're thinking of how you're going to accomplish it, you know, and then you're doing it. So I think just for us as business owners and just seeing how those words played out so true in every step of the way for us is just always super um, inspiring to me. Yeah, he's got one that says that you can design and create and build the most wonderful place in the world, but it takes people to make the dream a reality. Um, and I think that's like really important to kind of remember with anything that you're building. Like you're a creative, and a lot of times when you create, 
you latch and hold on to these things and you can kind of bottleneck the creative process by not letting go and letting other people kind of finish what you're doing. So an empire as huge as Disney, you know, it bears his name. And obviously there's people at the top that have that same last name. Uh, but the ones that are doing all the heavy lifting and moving, it's, it's a group effort. It's a you know, ton of people uh, from the granular level to the guy sweeping stuff up at the park and making sure it's clean to the higher up level doing mergers and acquisitions and picking up intellectual property. It's a huge team of people that are making you know that a reality. So it's cool to remember that, that uh, you need a lot of people to make a dream a reality. Yeah, love those, love both of those. Mm-hmm. So these next two questions are just questions that I had that I decided we were just gonna throw in. Um, so recently you have done Run Disney events. So I wanted to know what is your favorite Run Disney event? Mm. Um, my favorite, um, I always love Princess Weekend. Um, just the energy and the costumes and, you know, all the girls are dre- dressed from head to toe and it's super sparkly, you know. So I always love um, Princess Weekend um, events we've done. We've only actually done princess weekend, uh, a couple times. And then we've done the star Wars weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like the star Wars half course, um, a little better because it actually takes you through three parks. So it kind of breaks up your run a little bit. Um, the princess half is the only one aside from, I believe the Walt Disney world full marathon that lets you run through Magic Kingdom. So that was pretty awesome. Um, you know, we, we came into the park and we rounded the corner. We ran through Tomorrowland, uh, back through Fantasyland, past the carousel, through the castle. You know, it was just you're running with hundreds of girls all sparkled out in tutus. It was just such like, an, a, you know, really empowering moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just it was a great memory. And I love the run Disney races. It's it's a different experience of Disney for me. Um, but I love it. And we've kind of found like a whole little new Disney community, um, Mm -hmm. within that of friends that we've made, um, through those races. Yeah. Running, running, those literally running 13 miles together. (laughs) Brings you close. Rubbing yourself down with biofreeze. Biofreeze together. (laughs) Eating energy beans and crying on the sidelines. Splashing water on yourself. (laughs) It's a whole other side to Disney, but I would definitely um, recommend it. We got a ton of messages um, this past weekend when we when we posted, or two weeks ago when we did the Princess Half. Um, but, you know, we just started with the 5K, which is a 3.1 miles. And, you know, have fun with it. You don't have to run the whole thing. You can, you can do like a run walk. There's people who walk the whole thing. There's character meet and greets along the course. There's music playing, you know, they just really make it a fun event. So even if you start with the 5K and, you know, work your way up, it's a super fun way to experience Disney that I definitely would recommend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never done one. I've got to do one eventually. You've oh, done okay. one, Catherine. All right. Yeah. I did one in college. I did uh, just the run Disney half. The marathon weekend. The marathon weekend half. Yeah. Okay. It was definitely a good time. Yeah, they're pretty fun, you know. At the time, you're kind of like, oh, no, what did I do? What did I get myself into? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Especially uh, when they make you wake up at, like, 3 a.m. Yeah, (laughs) that early wake-up call is 
is real. It's it's an early start for sure. <laughs> You're I like make a suggestion, which what? is don't camp at Fort Wilderness. So yeah. We can uh, run uh, yeah. yeah, that was really bad. We camped this last time just because we couldn't really find a hotel room and. The prices were the prices on race weekend are a little more, bit more expensive. So if you're gonna run it, definitely plan early and book a room early because the longer you wait, the more expensive it gets. So we camped this time, uh, but camping mixed with running 13 miles. Well, hold on, hold on though, because we usually do camp that time of year. Right, but so camping mixed with, with the race, the race. <laughs> they're totally yeah. They should not be mixed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're their own unique experiences. That yes, I love them both, but not together. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Our other question for you was: I'm sure it's kind of like picking a favorite child, but which is your own personal favorite design that you guys have made? Hmm. Ooh, that's a good question. What do you say? You go first. No, you always make me do the hard one. <laughs> Personal I designs I like. What's my favorite? My favorite, favorite one is actually uh, we had worked with this this designer, these designers out of Mexico called the Hungry Design Team, and they're really really talented. And they helped us come up with the design for Fort Wilderness that said, um, well, we had drawn a lot of it, but then they helped us finalize it. It said Castle by Day, Campfire by Night. Brittany had actually come up with that one. And that one was a really cool one to print because we had like some hidden Mickeys in there. And yeah, it was really cool. And we're big fans of Fort Wilderness. So that one was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, at least to print, at least to print. Your favorite one to print. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my favorite one that we never get tired of is the John Bond design. Yeah, that one's good, yeah. <laughs> it's just a fun, you know, obviously loving animals, loving Animal Kingdom. It's just a fun design um, to print. And it's so simple. But, you know, there's so many different ways to express that design with the color the colors we can choose for the shirts and the colors of the ink. So I just, it's really fun. Um, every time I see the orders come in through that and like what people choose for their colors or when the group orders come in, you know, like how they plan out what everyone's going to wear. We well, that just, was cool because like when you go to the park and then you see the people that work there and they're always like jumbo. So yeah, that one's cool too. It's a classic. Yeah, that's cool. We'll have to get that one. Animal Kingdom Lodge is on our bucket list. So whenever we finally do that, yes, it's we gotta wear it. It's just let us know. We'll send you a couple Jumbo shirts. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good deal. So our very last question that we ask all of our guests is: if you have a piece of parting guidance that you can give to someone who's looking to either become a Disney content creator or create their own Disney inspired products. What would be your advice to that person? Um, definitely. Wait, we're doing spicy or non-spicy answers. <laughs> I'll let you do spicy. We'll go non-spicy. <laughs> non-spicy if you want. Um, I'm very non-spicy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say, you know, just stick to what you have planned. Um, whatever, whatever's that you're dreaming that you want to do, um, that you can accomplish that you can do it. Um, stay true to yourself. Um, you know what I mean? Don't try to 
put on like a false. Man, you're giving the most times. generic advice okay, right now. Sexy. That is so true. Follow your dreams. <laughs> no, they said give practical advice. I'm gonna let you think. I'm gonna give one. Okay, <laughs> listen. All right. Build a community with people that support you. Stick with people that support you and support them back. It's not a one-way street, you know? Uh, we have so many people that um, started off with us when we were, like, first starting out, and then they turn around and start their thing, and you have two choices. You can be like, listen, I don't have time for this, or, hey, you know what? Like, let me show a little support and give them some love and give them props and see what happens because it's a community, you know. So we have been able to be uh, we've been able to be successful uh, because each individual little follower has been kind of propping us up and showing us love. So build a community and support the people that support you. That's the advice I would give. Uh, a lot of social media people today, it's all about like you follow somebody and then unfollow them and all this crazy stuff, man. If you're being genuine and you're liking your followers' content, you're keeping up with them, they will spread the word. They will tell people about it. It may not reflect in likes maybe, but they'll send you DMs and they'll send in orders. So be mm -hmm. super accessible, be super open, talk to your followers, give them what they want, and build a community with people that want to build with you. Yep. Now give some advice. <laughs> so that goes perfectly into what I was saying. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, you know, being yourself and, mm -hmm. you know, just sticking true to what you want to do. Don't be worried about what everyone else is doing. A lot of times, like, for us, too, we just have to, like, shut out what other people are doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I get major anxiety, like keeping up with people. So I just yeah, don't even, even watch still. Anymore. So it's just you know, it's hard because social media is such like a comparison game sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, no matter if you're in a business or if you're blogging or whatever it is, um, just in life in general. So just doing what you love. Um, you know, like Leo said, making those friends, friendships, or little small communities as you grow. Um, you know. Can I give a quick little shout out? Yeah, of Let course. Me give a quick shout out to Mingling with Mickey because this girl is like a little rock star and she is the epitome of what I'm talking about. Like she would start out, she started out like with a lot of people and tons of uh, influencers blew up and their followers ballooned and they've got, you know, all kinds of stuff going on, paid ad spot. And she was just kind of putting out her content that she loved, that she liked to write about. And man, there was many times that she would post stuff like, you know, just keep doing what you believe in. Like, and live so positive, so positive, right? Like in showing love to people that had like started after her and blown up beyond what she was doing. And now she's throwing down like BuzzFeed articles. Yeah, and like she's she just did a, a thing with Citizen for Run Disney. Yeah, man. Like, yep. Yep. Yeah. She if you're she's not following awesome. her, you need to follow her because she's great. And. Yeah, it was definitely one of those people that says, if you just stay in your lane, put your focus on, show love to people that show love to you, like things work out and, and, and they end up going in the right direction. So just wanted mm -hmm. to shout her out because she's great. And um, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, I love that. And I think, I mean, just like your example, that's such a great testament that you can be crazy successful, but also support, you know, people who are doing the same thing or similar things. And I think sometimes people don't see it that way. But I think if everyone did, I think more people would be wildly successful. So I love mm -hmm. that. Yeah, mm -hmm. agree. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's not always like someone's coming to take the food off my plate. Sometimes, I mean, I'm sure there are people that look at it like that, but more often than not, 
if you just pay it forward and just be nice to people and, and kind of help out where you can, um, it ends up being a positive thing in your name. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love that. That's all wonderful advice. I really can't even add anything to it because I love that so much. I think that's mm-hmm. so applicable for anybody who's kind of, who's trying to grow within this community. Um, so Britton Leo, thank you so much for joining us today. Is there anything else that you would want to share with the listeners before we head off? Um, you can find us, um, all of our social media at our handle main street press. Yep. Um, and our website is www.themainstreetpress.com. That's awesome. it. I nothing else to add. Thank DM you us, email us. We love to chat about anything yep. <laughs> anytime. So <laughs> always accessible. So you can reach out to us anytime. Yeah, absolutely. To our listeners, we will put all of the links to every way that you can connect with Brayton Leo and Main Street Press in our show notes. Be sure to hit those up. And we'll also link to Megan as well, since that's such a great follow. We'll make yeah. sure you get over pe- people over there and, and learn some stuff over there. So awesome. thank you guys so much for joining us. We had a blast. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Do you like Star Wars? How about Marvel? How about Disney? If you answered yes to any of these, we'd love to have you listen to our new podcast, Kingdom Outcast. We're just three guys chatting about news, topics, and events in the Disney universe. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.